All right, we are back. Hey, thank you for that gift very much. Uh, thank you for the shares of the live. I'm going to just share it out on our Telegram channels as well and uh, get us going. Chris is in the house. This is the Military Analyst doubleheader today on a Wednesday. Boy, we're digging in deep today in the Tartaria stuff and the hidden history of this world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is dangerous information. The Cabal does want not want you to know this stuff, and uh, we are pleased to bring it because life... Uh, without risk is not a life worth living, in my opinion. And uh, man, I care about you. I care about my family. I care about all of God's creation because we're called here to steward it. And the re reason we're getting this information out is because we can reclaim our world. We can save our world. We can do all kinds of things and at least uh, dispose of the enemy's timing for the world and uh, just let, well, God's going to choose when it can be, but if, if, if we step up, uh, he will give us more time. And that means more time to get people into the kingdom and more people to enjoy eternally. So uh, his name, his alias is Chris Wilson. He goes under the military analyst. He risks his life to give this to you. He is an, under in deep cover, folks. I, I'm not kidding you. There's a lot of security measures around the military analyst, and they are there for a reason. And particularly, he's launching a new venture. I don't know a lot about it, but I do know how detailed he is. And so I do trust that he's got a competent plan he's going to be launching, and he's going to be doing the exclusive right here on Right On Radio within a week. So we'll stay tuned, and I'll let everyone know. Uh, sign up for Right On You. Dot com, the military analyst. You can help support the military analyst. Plus, you will get exclusive details on Chris's new venture. I will be emailing it out to all of you who subscribe directly, and uh, we look forward to it. So without further ado, let's get into the hidden history of North America with the military analyst. Chris, welcome back to Right On Radio. Chris, are you there? Well, it says the military analyst is here. I don't know why he's not being heard, but maybe there's a technical problem. That would not surprise me at all if there was, because, man, the attacks have been coming today. I'm going to do a live on uh, on YouTube probably shortly after this show uh, just to let you know some of the stuff that's been going on and what is coming up. Uh, Chris, your, your mic is muted. Uh, perhaps there's a reason why, so I can keep talking. Uh, but go to writeonyou.com, be the first to know this stuff, be able to follow along with these intel briefs, 
and these Intel briefs have been posted in advance. They are up on right on you. I got them up just in time today uh, to get it out there. Yes, I, he, I, I'm letting him know he is muted. Uh, there might be a reason why he is muted, so we'll just give him a moment and I'll keep talking. Hey, at the end of the last program, I just started talking about the uh, the My Liberty Stand thing. I know you guys heard me mention it many times, but listen, we've got like 80,000 people listening, and I'll tell you, 80,000 people haven't signed up, uh, and there's at least 60,000 in North America that you guys really should uh, at least investigate what we're doing here. We can't say it on air. It's We're not doing a bait and switch by any means. Legally, we cannot say certain things on the air of what we're doing, but we are creating our own Christian economy. You could participate in it, and at least you can stop supporting the cabal. You can, uh, you know, really do something that is good uh, for not only for you, for your family. Uh, stop bringing poisons. Stop letting the, uh, the the deep state get to all this stuff to you. Uh, so, you know, go to mylibertystand.com, and one of your fellow Right On Radio listeners will uh, be glad to serve you, and we are now disclosing the dirty secret of the big corporations, and it is horrible. I cannot say it on air. I'm not trying to just bait you into this, although, well, maybe a little bit, <laughs> but still, uh, there's some honesty, folks, but uh, uh, but listen, we cannot say it on air. I'm being truthful in that, and our people, when they take you on a tour of our store, uh, will no, and listen, you're just going to get better stuff for the same amount of money. So switch away today with Right On Radio. Military analyst Chris Wilson, welcome back. Can you hear me now? Yes, you're unmuted. You are live now. I was unmuted before, but it's uh, we're going to be blocked from time to time because this material is just so deep. This is the last thing they ever want the public to know, that there was... Oh, gosh, <laughs> that every city built, every major city was built on top of an energy grid known as a node, okay? That there was ancient civilizations that existed throughout the world and about the Tartarians and that uh, the, that geographically uh, all of uh, the earth has been changing over time and they haven't been showing it. They've had the maps covered uh, between uh, the late 1500s to the, uh, into the 1900s. So all this is exposing them, and this is the last thing they ever want released because, as you can see throughout the country today, Jeff, and even all throughout the world, one, my SF Army uh, Ukrainian friend came back. He went to, uh, very quickly, he went to Turkey, and he went to Istanbul and Antole in, uh, on mainland, Turkey, on mainland uh, Asia Minor, as well as I uh, flew into Dubai, which is United Arab Emirates. And the point is that, this is this collapse is global. It's not domestic. It's happening throughout Europe. It's just not being broadcast on any of your controlled mass media network known as the CMMN. And he explained that people are uh, definitely trying to leave the Soviet states. And he saw um, even young young women, uh, eighteen to twenty two. They were asking him because they all speak a different dialect of Russian, but it's all understandable about they, they're trying to get away from the Ukraine and other Soviet bloc countries, and they're just looking for work. And did he have, so he talked to them, but uh, it's basically you have base, essentially the ultra-rich, which are traveling, the affluent, and then you have the working class, and it's a nightmare throughout the rest of the world. The people are just not seeing this. 
And so this is this is very eminent. Okay, let's get on with the show. All right, audience, this is for. Uh, I've got a super chat, so I got to read it out, and it comes from Katie Seven, and it says, "Excellent information. God bless you." You're welcome, Katie. And also, I see that uh, uh, Misty River joined. Uh, Jaja, I know her as well. Um, uh, of course, Big Chief and Raccoon and. Um, Shep, I know, and uh, I'm just saying, a lot of people are joining. This is all good. I'll read the rest later. Okay, let's go on with part two. This is the lost civilizations of North America, colon, were they Tartarian cities, question mark? My answer is yes, and this is what they've been covering up, because the Tartarian Empire was as great as the Atlantean Empire. It covered all continents. So it shows the picture of an old map, and then it also shows old buildings about uh, the um, what has been uh, as they're destroying and uh, building new buildings. But this is what's been going on in construction, how it's a major event throughout every nation, especially in the United States. They're, tr they're trying to build more homes and it's all predicated on uh, this, um, what is known as uh, power, greed and conquest on this uh, debt-based economy that is uh, petrodollar driven. So I'm going to read on. So we all know the story of how Columbus, quote, discovered America and found those primitive tribes he was calling Indians because, you know, he thought he was somewhere else. Well, actually, no. In my, in my knowledge, and he was actually lost at sea. The Indians found him uh, off the coast. But anyway, uh, we'll get into that another day. Never a hint in the New World narrative and explorers also encountered, encountered ruins of elegant European-style cities complete with stone buildings, plazas, and municipal transportation networks. But now I wonder, and then it shows a map of an exotic map uh, of the United States featuring towns that actually exist. And these towns all are on this map are from Europe, all the names of these towns, and there's hundreds of them. Okay, next point was that what was going on in the Americas before the arrival of Columbus? And then it goes into the depopulation of the Americas. One group, one people group called the Cado, C-A-D-D-O, dropped in population between the explorer de Soto and La Salle. And the population dropped from 200,000 to about 8,500. Nearly 96% of the population was ex, uh, ex expired and was probably exterminated. And then we have Russell Thornton, T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N, who's an anthropologist, says, that's the reason whites think of Indians as nomadic hunters. Everything else, all the heavily populated urbanized societies were all wiped out, okay? So I've really began doubting the official American colonization story since discovering the hidden history of in our old world maps, which depicts drastic changes throughout the Western United States in relatively recent times. And then it shows a picture of uh, an old map. Um, I'm trying to see if it's, I can tell this data. I've got this one, but I, um, I can't see the date on it. It's too tiny. So it goes, so... What if there was a systematic effort to usurp or destroy the lingering evidence of worldwide empires that constructed great cities in the Americas with the advanced atmospheric etheric energy architecture? 
And that's exactly what I believe. And then it shows a, another picture here of uh, uh, buildings in decay, but it, um, you'll have to see the picture. It's, it shows the narrow chimneys and the archways and almost like it was a, a railroad track uh, uh, raised above ground back. And this is from, it shows ruins of the railroad depot in Charleston, South Carolina. And this is from probably 1855 or so. But the point is, it's, uh, could this be the big secret of secret societies? How to hide evidence of previous worldwide old empire civilizations? The answer is yes. And then it shows another picture of um, um, a man selling uh, uh, wares back in the 18, probably 1850, 1860. For starters, I never bought into the clackademic theory that the only way to reach the Americas before Columbus was via the ice bridge to Alaska provided by the Bering Strait. Well, we already know that answer because in the 1830s, from the 1850s, the Germans had developed liquid anti-gravity the size of blimps, and they were flying them across Europe as well as the Atlantic Ocean through the Americas, and they were built in Sonoma, California. And that was uh, all the way into the 1890s. So we know that that was not the only reason and the only way to cross by the ice bridge to Alaska from the Bering Strait. The pre premise that early cultures were just too primitive to have navigated the sea seems pretty naive to me. And then it shows a drawing where uh, basically they're building in, like an ark anyway. Uh, especially if you factor in any sunken island continents like Atlantis between Europe and the Americas. Surely the rising and sinking of huge land masses could affect maritime travel perhaps for centuries. I came across a few references to a muddy Atlantic that prohibited boat travel until the 1400s. That's interesting. Then it shows a, a drawing of basic Atlantis, but where they drew Atlantis was directly between the Americas and Europe, and that's not where it was located. But the point is, uh, I'm sure there were uh, islands that did sink, but not a continent. Also not there. Also interesting to consider how these old maps depict the entire Arctic region as ice-free, making polar navigation between the continents a breeze before the Great Freeze, before the last ice age. And then it shows uh, a drawing, uh, a map with a, like Atlas holding up uh, two globes, uh, one for the east and one for the west as far as dividing the world. And these maps also bring the question, the vanished lands of Hyperborea in the Arctic Circle, the supposed abode of our giant ancestors and demigods. Perhaps the Hyperboreans erected these colossal buildings that absolutely dwarf modern day humans. And then it goes on to show a building of a, in like Washington or a major city of a, a federal building. Things get really interesting when contemplating the empire of the Tartars. Uh, the, and I've said before that T-A-T-A-R-S was the original spelling, but we use T-A-R-T-A-R-S. A relatively recent civilization originating Siberia, which has been practically erased from our textbooks today. The theory goes that this maritime culture left elaborate cities along seacoasts and major rivers that utilize natural energy to create 
quote, fairy tale, quote, structures with delightful embellishments. And then it shows the pictures of like uh, another interesting possibility is the evidence of Moorish settlements in the Americas. And then it shows uh, one probably, gosh, at least 100 years ago, where it's um, a very elaborate uh, of like more style buildings. My, Michelle Gibson has compiled some fascinating research on the castles that litter the American landscape as a being a possible remnant of an extensive Moorish presence, creating the new world from the old world. And that I put in a video on this. So it's uh, 52 minutes, but it's, all my videos are absolutely worthwhile. It is beginning to look to me like not just one culture is responsible for all these suspicious architecture that mud flood reachers have encountered being dug out and refurbished by the early American controllers. And then it shows a picture of after with the mud floods. This is 1856, how it literally uh, covered the vast majority of the ground floor of a of a three-story building with a, with a uh, roof attic of a major complex that's multi-section. Um, it's probably like six sections. In 1856, 1858, American newspaper article blatantly describes relics of an abandoned empire scattered across the country. I'd like to find that article. Architecture, sculpture, painting, and all the arts that adorn civilized life have flourished in this country at a period far remote. There is evidence sufficient to prove that these cities were in ruins at least 16 or 1800 years ago. A dark shade rests uh, on the antiquities of America and a few rays of light enliven the gloom. We have ancient history to inform us of the events of Egypt, how that empire was founded and how it prospered and fell. We have the same record of Babylon, Greece and homeland Carthage, but not the at least information, uh, excuse me, have, have we relative to those who erected these cities, what people and whence they came, not a ray of light to dispel the dark gloom which seems to rest on this excellent history of America. Hmm, that leads me to the question of how was the evidence of these precious cultures eradicated? Such an agenda could be well behind the expeditions and electric parks held in major cities around the world. And then I've got some pictures of that. Quite easily to tell the old empire buildings from the cheap imitations, correct? And when you see it, they're very, very elaborate with spires, archways, um, very rectangular in shape. Quite easily to tell the old empire buildings from the cheap imitations, correct? And it's showing the various ones that they built uh, this one is the uh, brief history of the industrial uh, expeditions. The first expedition in the United States was held in 1838. It was actually a fair of the Ohio Mechanics Institute held in the nation's first permanent exhibition hall. Other cities began holding similar expos and building similar expo exposition halls, some grander than others, but all were based on the same principle. They needed to be large and impressive and be, to be built quickly. And there were the international expeditions, which generally began with London's famous Crystal Palace in 1851. Its, start, its stated plan was to illustrate, quote, 
Britain's industrial development. Quote, since other nations were invited to participate, they each hoped to outperform each other. This expedition was so successful that other expos followed in the major cities of Europe. This, of course, led to the establishment of world fairs and then, after the success of the industrial expedition in the United States, the state fairs began as a way to let rural America participate. With state fairs, there was no longer a need for the yearly industrial expeditions. So the public can see how they went from going through a, a national or a global one of world's fairs to into state fairs and still have the same result, but at a, a smaller level, but more dispersed. The closure of these events, if they didn't catch fire first, uh, created the perfect excuse to dismantle, relocate, or repurpose these old complexes and usher in the glories of the industrial age and modern metered technology. And then it shows a picture where they're floating on a barge, a gigantic, a different picture of, of a gigantic, colossal building for these uh, expositions, these world um, expeditions. And it do, it's not dated, but anyway, it's it goes back to probably uh, before 1910, 1900. Then it shows another picture, and this one is the, let me see, the East End of the Palace, 1890, I think, showing Indian, uh, showing, I'm sorry, Dallas County, looks like. It's very smart, it's like four font. Okay, we will certainly never know the extent of the great Mississippi mound builders culture, whose network of earthen structures stretch from Canada to Florida and over into Texas. And then it shows a, uh, a, a drawing of in color of uh, how large the uh, uh, Appalachian and, and uh, Mississippian Valley of the uh, um, giant mound builders was, and it's very extensive. Okay. The New Madrid earthquake of 1811 to 1812 certainly devastated any remaining cultures in this region. And then it shows a picture on the Mississippi. It says, although the mounds were quickly cataloged by the Smithsonian Institution, which is erased history from day one, who also erased evidence of giant remains, most monuments of this widespread society have been plundered and destroyed in the name of progress. And that's a problem. Jeff, is that we build a top, and this goes back tens of thousands of years, whereby each civilization builds a top, the former one. So it's multi-tiered, leveled down. Okay. Although the mounds were quickly cataloged, okay, well, I already, I already read that. Uh, there were some fascinating old newspaper clippings about the discovery of hidden ancient stone cities. And it's showing uh, a drawing of uh, in color uh, basically um, uh, some of these ancient stone cities. And then it shows another one, a photograph, and then a, a one inside of a tunnel opening that's pyramid-shaped uh, from inside to the uh, entrance to the daylight. One was discovered 360 feet underground by miners. This is the one I, went and, I, I found years ago in Moberly, Missouri, and that's M-O-B-E-R-L-Y, Missouri, and an Egyptian complex was reported by local papers in the walls of the Grand Canyon. That is correct. And there's the uh, actual article from, uh, it's, I remember it was 1909. And uh, that was uh, 
Mr. Kincaid, who worked for the Smithsonian. Okay, that's got the actual document there from 1909. Both were quickly dismissed as hoaxes after, quote, guess who? The Smithsonian Institute investigated, of course. Then there is a strange story of the Kingdom of Saguenay, and that's S-A-G-U-E-N-A-Y, reluctantly relayed to French explorer Jacques Cartier. He was a French explorer, C-A-R-T-I-E-R, who was a controller by the friendly native royalty of Quebec, who he then tricked into going to France from where they never returned. Meanwhile, Cartier searched fruitlessly around modern-day Montreal for the fabled city with white inhabitants who wore European-style dress and uh, possessed great riches. He became convinced that he had been lied to rather than to admit his failure to find this secluded realm. And then it shows a picture of uh, um, a drawing with a basically a, a city on top of a, a mountain uh, a, with a pass going up to it of a fabled city that they were all looking for. It's a drawing. Um, painting. Those stories about the seven cities of gold, like El Dorado, were just fantasies conducted by the natives to lure greedy colonizers on fruitless missions. Right? Question mark? No, it wasn't. I mean, even the Lone Ranger and Tonto have them woven into their stories because they were just tall tales, right? Question mark. The Lone Ranger and the Lost City of Gold. I have the link to that in this, so anyone who's interested... In all my essays, I always include uh, links for uh, going to um, uh, videos and articles. So, but what if the natives were describing ancient breakaway civilizations in the Southwest who were able to seclude themselves with defenses that repelled all conventional attempts at conquest? And then it shows a drawing on color of uh, an ancient uh, city that... Uh, in nighttime that is heavily protected, uh, massive. For instance, there are stories about the hidden cavern empire in the Panamints, and that's P-A-N-A-M-I-N-T-S. It is what is now known as Death Valley, inhabited by the, this is obviously a tribe, H-A-V hyphen M-U-S-U-V-S. So that's Havmusov, and then he's got a, uh, a map um, in color of pyramids in Americas uh, with an index. And you can blow it up and you can see how they're located all over the United States. Native legends tell of force fields around the secluded realm and flying silver ships the inhabitants would send out as emissaries to the outlying primitive cultures. Reportedly, their lifestyles were so lavish that even basic objects were made of gold and precious stones. And then it shows a... Uh, um, a vase, a golden vase. However, when the Spanish explorers arrived at these locations in the late 1600s, all they found were squalid villages, even though one expedition swore they saw a majestic illuminated city from afar, but had to turn back due to harsh conditions. And uh, although the Spanish tortured their guides on the spot, that was typical, demanding they reveal the true locations of the golden city, the natives insisted that once a great metropolitan metropolis stood where there was now just a wasteland of hard, hardened mud. And then it shows a picture oh, of the, wow, I can't tell, but it's, it's, in the, it's in the Southwest. Okay, 
Their subsequent Spanish explorers were continually frustrated in their search for these fabled cities of gold, but never found all that gold rush treasure lying around, question mark. And then it shows a picture of 1931, Dr. F. Bruce Russell reported finding tunnels filled with giant mummies near the Arizona, Nevada, California state lines. I did find an article on that. And then it shows uh, there are also Mexican legends recorded by the Masons about a hidden mountain kingdom that no white man has ever seen. And the picture they use there is the one from the drawing that was made for the uh, uh, ones of the e Egyptians in the uh, uh, Grand Canyon in, in their massive city. The natives of the locality, as in fact, the Indian population in general in Mexico believe that at some place near the southwestern coast of Mexico, there exists a great white city with countless treasures which has never been seen by white men and the approach to which is so intricate and so cleverly concealed that a stranger has never entered its solitary precincts. And then it shows a drawing of where what it looks like. Also worth noting that many old American maps reference the ancient U.S. empires of Cibola, C-I-B-O-L-A, and Quivra, which is Q-U-I-V-R-A, within with boundaries ranging from the desert southwest into the Pacific Northwest. And then he's got a little article here, which states, <clears throat> um, he first attacked the city and took it by form in three hours time, after which he fell upon the enemy, rounded them entirely, made himself uh, master of their baggage and ammunition, took two elephants, all the royal equipment with the king of Maratha, and that's M-A-R-A-T-A himself, and 42 officers of distinction and made most of their foot uh, prisoners of war. Not satisfied with this, he next fell upon the cavalry, of whom he took 700 with an immense booty and among the rest, 500 fat oxen. And that's from an article. The size and location of these ancient civilizations vary greatly until the late 1600s when they disappear. And here's a map showing that California off the coast was actually, uh, and there was another island. And this map goes back um, to about 1590s, 1580s. Okay, and that, that is a map I believe I already have. I have one similar to it or the same. Over the West Coast are the legends of an ancient civilization that built in caves ruled by, and this is the article I have as well, ruled by Queen Khalifa. And I mentioned before, for the audience that wasn't there, California was not named after the Spanish. It was because of the actual uh, continent that paralleled California, and it was named after their ruler, which was Queen Khalifa, C-A-L-I-F-I-A, and her band of female warriors that rode griffins into battle. And griffins are hybrids. Okay. This following is a forward into the California Journal of Mines and Geology, written by Henry G. Franks, H-A-N-K-S, state mineralogist, as of June 1886. And he said, the origin of the name of California. In preparing a history of the geological surveys and exploration of California, I frequently met with the statement that the name of our state was derived from a Spanish romance published first in 1521. 
which led me to my findings in the proceedings of the American Ant Antiquarian Society, April 30th, 1862, a paper on the same subject by Edward Everett Hale, H-A-L-E, in which he quotes a few lines from the romance. As a commander of the expedition sent out by Cortez did not discover Lower California until 1534, and as the romance was so popular that it passed through rapidly a number of editions, it is reasonable to infer that the name California had its origin in the fertile brain of the author. Mr. Hale seems to have been the first to discover and publish these facts. And then it shows uh, an, a drawing. And I wish you now to know a thing the most strange which ever uh, is in writing or in people's memory could be found. And this is the same author um, from 1886. Where the city was the following day, which the city was the following day on the point of being lost and how from there, where the danger came, salvation to it. Known then that to the right hand of the Indies, there was an island called California, very near the part of terrestrial paradise and which was inhabited by black women without there being among them even one man, that their life, their style of living was almost like that of the Amazons. They were of robust bodies and valiant and ardent hearts and of great strength. The island itself was the strongest that could be found in the world. Through its steep and wild rocks, their arms were all of gold and also the harness of the wild beasts on which they rode after taming them. As there was no other metal in the whole island, they dwelt in well-finished caves. They had many ships in which they were all went to other parts to obtain booty and the men whom they made prisoners they took along killing them in the way you shall hear further on. And then it shows a drawing of Queen Khalifa and her two griffins in her uh, throne seat, on each one on each side. So also I can't help but notice how many of these old maps show California has gone through radical transformations in the relatively recent past. They portray California as an island as recently as 1606 then either sinking or attaching to the mainland again. And he says, I kid you not. And then I've got a, um, another map that uh, is uh, black and white of the actual drawing of, an, of this showing California as another continent. Those maps also insinuate not only was California an island, what we know now we call the desert Southwest was once primal coastland. And then it shows a map in color of this other continent. And it goes all the way from the equivalent of British Columbia all the way down the coast. And it wasn't tiny. It was uh, larger than the state of California, uh, probably one and a half times the size. And my mud flood investigations alerted me to the real possibility of a catastrophic transformation of the lands from the Mississippi River to the Pacific Ocean, starting in the 1500s and lasting until the 1850s. And then it shows another uh, picture with, with California as a island uh, continent that goes all the way from, wow, uh, Alaska and uh, all the way down to Mexico. Anyway, um, could natural events have been told, uh, taken place 
over millions of years actually be much more recent. And then it's showing a picture of a sandy desert um, with moving sands. The Hopi Indians tell of their rescue from radical earth changes by the subterranean ant people who created an entrance somewhere in the San Luis Valley of Colorado that will again open when the blue star Kachina returns, their goddess. And then it shows the uh, artwork of uh, the uh, Indians on, on the walls, probably the Grand Canyon. Okay, what if these legendary events that drastically changed the landscape were not in the distant past as we've been taught? If so, can we use old maps to trace the evidence of the cataclysm that systematically eradicated any ancient American civilizations that could not be conquered by traditional military tactics? And then it shows a picture of California merging into, uh, into um, uh, the West Coast and it joined at the top and then went down. Um, if the structures of once mighty empires are now covered in lithified mud, does that explain why they created all those national and state parks to restrict public access so we don't find any evidence? And then it shows a picture of, a uh, uh, photograph rather, of um, probably, a, it's in the Western United States, one of, one of the national parks. It's even worth considering that the controllers built many of those damned he puts it, uh, he calls them damned dams, D-A-M-N-E-D, and then dams, D-A-M-S, just to flood any remaining vestige of the secret American empires. And then he's got an article, he calls it damnation, meaning dam is in gigantic dams where they're spilling over. I'll wrap up this investigation for the moment at the biggest mystery of all to me, the cliff dwellings of the American desert southwest. So what he states is that I'm still trying to figure out if these cliff dwellings are the remnants of these buried empires retrieved after the mud flood or just imitations erected by the survivors. And then it shows a picture of two of them. And he goes, Luckily, once we realize the historical narrative is a fabrication, it gets easier to spot the lies and began to piece together what really happened on the American continent. And then he shows cliff dwellings uh, in the Southwest, a lot of them. But he also saw this picture from like 1860. It's got a horse and wagon up with it. And they were more intact then. Then he's got a book that he mentions, uh, and it's called... It's by James W. Loudon, shows a photograph of the book, Lies Across America, What Our Historic Sites Get Wrong, is the subcaption to it. I must admit, after learning about all these elegant old empire structures and their graceful lifestyles, I have a whole new attitude toward the phrase, quote, make America great again. And he says, there is more hidden history in the articles I've done when giants roamed the Americas, Antiquitech expeditions and electric parks, and the Smithsonian basement. That was excellent as well. So that's the end. We've got uh, 19 minutes left, Jeff. What do you want to do? Do you want me to read a short one or go uh, you uh, open it up for chat? What?
Jeff, you're muted. Yeah, sorry about that. I've got some noise going on here, so I was hoping it would pass before I did. But, uh, hey, big news, Chris. I just wanted to, you know, the audience has just informed us, and good thanks to you. We have just become number one in news on this platform, which is our main platform. So number one in news. Chris, the message is getting out. Okay, well, our thank goes to the audience because they're the ones that come on and learn about the history of life and the truths of life. So I thank all of them for your show. And I'm glad I can share this this coveted knowledge so the people learn the truths about life. And that's incredible that you're number one. Well, it, it really, listen, it's we are number one. And that that is because of the audience. And we have such a tight-knit community here at Right On Radio. I just got to say, you know, I... I'm so impressed with this community and, you know, on our Telegram channels, how the chats are informative. There's a respectful debate on some critical issues. There's people sharing, encouraging. So also, I encourage you to become part of the conversation. We have a main rate right on radio channel. Uh, just go on to right on radio on Telegram. Uh, we have a chat channel where it's casual chat. A lot of the time it's chat about our episodes and different intel that comes out it's it's uncensored folks uh we have a digs channel that is the wild wild west that's where you post your intel and then we essentially curate it and put it up onto the right on radio main channel i have a couple people helping me do that uh so it's great uh source of information there as well we also post the show links we have a, a channel dedicated to just the show links so you, if you want to find a show go on to right on radio shows on telegram as well and we've just put that up recently with some uh, some help from uh from mitzi actually who i know is listening so thank you again mitzi for your help on that uh ladies and gentlemen so what we're going to do here uh so it's actually quarter to three right now chris so uh i have some announcements to make and what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to go and, and literally and uh, i'm going to try to set it up for three o'clock i'm going to do a very brief youtube live show uh very brief just to tell you what is going on today i uh, can't make this stuff up uh, i'm gonna do it and i also i want to do it on youtube because i'm going to be announcing the two shows that are going to be happening a little bit later today so i did record an episode with jesse zaboder uh yesterday it's a, it's only about 10 minutes long and it's not going to remain up on YouTube for very long, but I also give a revelation in it, and I think you'll enjoy a very short show. Uh, it's going to go on at 5.45 p.m. on YouTube, uh, Channel 2, uh, right on Radio Channel 2. And right after that, I have a new episode of New Goggles, and this is a very important one. It's getting, It's breaking free from Pharaoh's propaganda machine. You want to know how to walk with God? You want to know how to hear God's voice? Well, get the devil's voice out of your head, and I give you instructions on how to do it. How good is that? Um, it, and literally, I've been working on it for 20 years, and it is working. So uh, I have a testimony to give with it, and uh, and also some biblical uh, testimony with that as well. Uh, so this is going to be, what a great day. And by the way, Katie says excellent information god bless you one more time thank you very much katie and thank you patriot girl and katie and uh all the others that i haven't mentioned uh scarlet blue 
and uh, uh, Misty River. Uh, there's so many. Uh, Rita Sigmund. Anyway, uh, and of course, Jaja. Anyway, continue, Jeff. Uh, give me a call after so, the show, uh, like you offered. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it right after I do the YouTube live because I'm going to try to get up in literally under 10 minutes. Understood. So, all right, perfect. And uh, one more thing, Jan just sent in, still praying for your health, Chris. God bless you. Thank you so much for that, Jan. Prayers are the most important thing. Thank you again, Jen. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for helping to make this number one in news. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.